Welcome to Backstage with Zadil. I'm your host Kishore from Zadil's very own marketing team and this is a podcast where we share eventful stories from thought leaders across industries to give you epic insights into the world of events and beyond. Hey folks, welcome back to Backstage with Zadil. It's been a while, hasn't it? Well, we've been away for a while but as always we're back with something new something fresh to get you up and running with your events so let me just get started on what we have in store for you today if you've been following our activity on social you'll know that we've kicked off an event series called events about events now as meta as it sounds this series is all about getting leaders from the b2b event space to talk about things that really will help any event marketer for example we have topics about you know how event marketing has evolved how a b2b company can look to scale their user conference uh based on expert insights from these leaders who have actually done it so none of it is fluff it's all on ground learning based and that's what we're so kicked about so this past week we kicked off the first session of events about events uh with our host of course Nick Bennett who is the chief customer officer and co-founder of TAC now Nick had a very good conversation with Ashley Morris who is the director of experience marketing at Quantum Metric and Jason Widup who is the founder of Peak B2B marketing so all these three industry experts kind of dove into the topic of you know how b2b events have changed what's in store for the future what do b2b companies need to know in order to really resonate with the new and modern attendee so without further delay let's just head to the conversation what changes have you observed in attendee expectations and behaviors uh more recently I think over the last couple of years the biggest trend that I've noticed is that the attendees, the people you're targeting are so protective of their time that you have to be delivering experiences that really make them either want to give up their personal time or I don't know about you guys, but I have so many meetings on my calendar for the day, so for me to clear like any of my work time even, it just has to be really compelling and that's either, you know, what the content or what the actual experience is. um so it's just that rising expectation and needing to like continually evolve and come up with something creative that's actually going to get people to want to give you their most precious precious asset. Absolutely. Jason, anything you'd add to that? You know, I don't know, 10 years ago, it seemed like all these big events, they were really focused around the company that was putting them on or the sponsors and it was kind of like we were there for their we were we would go there for their benefit you know so it was like they'd get benefit and we wouldn't get a lot of benefit we'd see some sessions where it was like oh we were kind of there for networking and it just didn't feel like things were centered around the attendees and so i think one of the bigger changes is companies are realizing like okay this has to be a very attendee focused experience for them and the attendee should be really at the center of the event um and along with that there are just rising expectations and so everything should really run incredibly smoothly you know you don't want any hiccups especially you're just like right on site live you know you don't want anything like 
ruining the experience of the attendees or just like even throwing them off a little bit. And I think companies are recognizing that this is a way to showcase our brand. And so we really have to put our best foot forward. And so like expectations around like attendees, you want them to leave with like a really, really polished, solid representation of what it's going to be like to work with you. And so just putting more time and effort in. And so like a lot of things have changed, but um, I think those are some of the things I'm seeing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so so kind of what going back to what Ashley said, I feel like time that's you know obviously i sit in a lot of meetings way more than i probably care to but um time is is very valuable to me i have three daughters seven month old twins and a five-year-old and so like you know time is really of the essence for me and so that's probably been the biggest change that i've experienced both on the event side and as someone that attends a lot of events is like listen if this event isn't centered around the experience around the attendee around my valuable time. And maybe it's something where if it is a virtual event, I'm listening on demand. Maybe there's, there's a good chance I probably am not listening live, but there is a very high chance that I'm going to listen to the on-demand version at my own pace. And I think that goes back to kind of convenience, which I think has also changed in, in today's world. Like so many marketers and just people in general really care about convenience in, in the way that they learn, the way that they live the way that they adapt their their work life behavior um and i think that's the biggest thing is like how do you incorporate the experience to be a convenient place for the attendee and make it about them at the end of the day as well so just some some things there i'm, I'm in complete agreement with you both as well um but you know i think you know jason you talked about some interesting stuff and i'm curious like why do you think it's important to understand that these changes are happening for both event marketers, field marketers, like anyone that puts on events? Well, I think so. One of the main reasons is I've seen this happen too, is you can, if you make the event, let's say you over market the event and you're just like, it's going to be the best thing. And we're going to have so many people there and it's going to be like, only CMOs and CROs and just directors and it's going to be everybody that you just wish you and you don't fulfill that. What happens is like events need to be thought about as like a long term practice and you can go into it thinking one and done and just like, oh, I just got to get this one event done. I got to get it done. You know, it's activity based. I just need to check the box and get it done. But if you're not thinking about that experience, somebody will come to it and be like, OK, I'm here. I'm, I'm experiencing it. They have a really bad experience. They're not going to tell you, but what's going to happen is they're never going to come back again. And so you've now like screwed yourself for the next year because what you want is you want that ex experience to be so good that everybody that attended this year is just a shoe in for next year. And I don't have to worry about that attendee piece. Um, and so it's just important because that experience, you may not know right in the moment that they had a bad experience, but you'll know when they don't sign up next year. And so it's just really important to get that focus down because they're not really, they may not tell you. A lot of people don't even say it in like event feedback forms and surveys. They might dance around it a little bit, but you're really not going to get that. This event sucked. I'm never going to come back to it again, probably feedback, but you don't want that. And so um, really setting yourself up for multi-year increasing attendees and just increasing value. Well, I was, I was going to actually ask you because you, you just mentioned the survey piece, but I'm, I'm curious, and this is kind of just, you know, a random thought that popped into my head, like 
do you feel like, cause I mean, you know, demand, I, I attended demand great conference. I've actually attended both years. I'm speaking at it this year. Um, and so did you, did you guys use like surveys to try to capture feedback, uh, post event? And like, how did you use that? Yeah. To make the experience better. For sure. Yes, we definitely did. It was a big, um, component of it for us because we really want to know when we, when Mark and I, Mark Huber and I first started to dream it up, it was like, we want to come up with an event that we would actually want to attend. And so what would that look like if something, if it was something that we would just be like super excited about? Um, and so really what we wanted to do is with demand, we wanted to just make sure that people had a great experience, but we thought they would, but we wanted to make sure. And so, yeah, we surveyed everybody. We definitely, we, we heard a lot, you know, one of the main things we heard in the first year was this is awesome, but it's all about sales and marketing technology. So it's like, ah, yeah. And we didn't, we really didn't really think about that. And so the next year, which was last year, we're like, okay, can we get some, and it's hard, right? In our circles to get outside of that sales and marketing technology. There's, there's like maybe 10% of us that are doing stuff outside of sales and marketing. The rest of us are just helping ourselves basically. And so getting out of that and bringing in people that could talk about like, what's it like to market to manufacturing companies or what's it like to market to like non-tech companies? Um, so yeah, we heard that and we definitely put that front and center for the next year and even started months ahead trying to source people that were in these other industries that could, you know, come and speak. And so we definitely use that kind of feedback um, wholeheartedly. Yeah. Love that. All right. Awesome. Ashley, you know, going back to you kind of, you know, that, that initial question, like, why do you think it's so important that these changes are happening for event and field marketers? Well, I think that with how everything's changed since the pandemic, we've also seen a really big, I'd say, increase in seeing the scrutiny from like our financial teams on like where we're spending money and why. And we had this luxury right after the pandemic when we got back to in-person events and people kind of like forgot what we're supposed to do. So you just tried anything, right? Like you got to just kind of be a kid again and get creative and just see what will get people out of their house and come spend time with me. You got to throw spaghetti at a wall, see what sticks. And now you had that that time, those couple years, now it's like, okay, well, you did all your experimenting, what actually worked? Um, so I think understanding what your attendee is exactly looking for at this point in the game is so crucial because it's going to allow you to deliver that experience that's going to get them there and give you that ROI so you can continue expanding your programs or, you know, just consistency, really. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and I've, I've, you know, being a field marker for so long, I've mostly worked for early stage companies that there was no budget to do fun <laughs> stuff. So like, I, I can't even imagine now what like these finance teams, like I, I, it's, I just, it blows my mind because it's like all about ROI. But the, the key thing there is you can't treat events as an afterthought when it comes to this. And I think there's a lot of impl impl implications, sorry, I can't say that word, um, of these changes for B2B companies. So like, what are those? If, if these companies in B2B don't change and they're stuck in their old ways, what's going to happen when it comes for companies looking to drive growth through events? Like Ashley, I'll throw it over to you first. Yeah, I mean, if people aren't adopting these changes, they're not going to be able to continue to grow their programs like that finance team is not going to continue giving you the same budget year over year if you're not producing. Um, you're not going to be able to get that expanded reach. And I think one little shift in that that's important, though, is like you mentioned the word ROI, like 
from the beginning, establishing internally, there's so many internal teams that are involved in experience marketing, field marketing, event marketing. It's determining what we're looking to get out of this and getting on the same page from the get-go. Like ROI to a finance person is very, very different to ROI from maybe your customer success team, right? So it's just that alignment of the goals and what you're trying to accomplish because there's so many different avenues that experiences can take you um, into finding that end goal and just defining it up front. Awesome. Jason, anything you'd add to that? Yeah, I mean, around like, it's hard, right? Because finance and CEOs often, they want that direct line, right? From like an activity to revenue. And events especially are one of those where you can't think of it as like the same conversion event or the same type of an activity as like a download of content, right? Or just even jumping on a webinar for an hour. If you got an in-person user conference or an in-person event, that is so much more weight. So if you were like doing weighted lead scoring, for example, you'd give that like a 10 and a download like a one. But oftentimes people just see it as a progression and they just go, hey, it was an event, you know? And so it's just kind of like, we need to treat that event just like a, a download or just like this other thing. And then it gets lost in this attribution cycle. And so the way I like to think about it more is, well, what is it really doing for you? And what are you doing after the fact? And so it's driving awareness. And what is awareness worth to you? It's getting people, it's building relationship. And you can't really put a dollar value on the relationship. And we all know people buy through relationships. And so especially a big ticket complex sale. And so it does these, especially in person, does these things that are very, very high on an attribution scale, but very, very difficult to measure that 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 impact. Mm -hmm. um, and so you need ideally a a way to really just be show a really good, strong business case, but also just be a champion and just be excited about it, right? Because people like gravitate towards that excitement. If you come into the, you know, with like, hey, you know, this is kind of what we were hoping to do. And I, you know, are you going to be okay with it? They're going to pick it apart. If you're like, we're going to do this event. It's going to be the best damn thing that this company ever did. We're going to spend $10,000 on it. We're going to make $20,000. I'm sure of it. You know, you go into some conviction and you get them to agree because you're not going to be able to show that direct line. Oftentimes you can show influence, which a lot of us hate. There's a lot of influence you can show, but it's hard to really make that direct connection. So um, the more you can do to help these folks understand these the, the additional value that you get and why it's so important, I think is is important. Yeah, 100%. So you mentioned earlier surveys and we, we've always done surveys, but we really doubled down on them in our field event program in the last like six months. And so in all of our follow-ups um, in our thank you emails, we say, you know, if you'd like to give us a quote or, or tell us a little bit about your event experience, we'll give you a $25 Amazon gift card. It's the simplest thing, but we've seen so much success. Like the response rate is like 50% of the attendees respond every single time. And in that, one of the questions that we ask them is, you know, what did you enjoy about this event? What do you want to see in the future? And we've gotten a lot of responses about this connected the dots for me when I talked to this person. Now I understand this and I'm excited to continue this conversation where we're not getting that like full scope feedback in terms of like when you actually get down to the metrics, like did this meeting convert to an opportunity in these 45 days, whatever it may be, like that's not coming through in the data, but then you have this qualitative feedback that I think helps tell the more full story. Um, and then that can help you get buy-in with your internal teams as well. And that was the show folks. Hope you enjoyed it. 
To stay updated on upcoming episodes, follow us on your favorite streaming platform. Also visit zaddle.com to know how you can simplify your B2B events. See ya!